the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, people, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast studios. Welcome to everything Mess It Up. Hopefully, your life is not a mess. Hopefully, everything is more up than messy, but we are here to do another show. When I say we, I mean me and lovely uh, listener Bev from California is back to join me. Good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, that's how she does. It is uh, our first show in February. It's show number 254, and we're just ever so happy that you're sharing a little bit of time with us, and we're sharing a little bit of time with you, so hopefully this works out well for everybody involved. Trying out some new things. I think I've got some stuff worked out. Now, one of the problems is in using the new equipment at the studio. I've got us, if you're listening to headphones, you know, I'm way on one side, and Bev's going to be way on the other side, and I'm going to try to get that all figured out. Uh, Maybe by the time I get this posted, I will have that figured out, but my guess is no, because it's Monday for Tuesday's show. So um, I probably won't get it out figured out this week, but maybe by next week I'll figure out how to double the tracks and everything. If anybody out there is a garage band enthusiast and knows some stuff about recording and can help me out, contact me by sending me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or shoot me a text or, or call me at 760-608-1942 and uh, we can get this stuff ironed out because we're just, we're ever so close. You know, I, I think I know how to fix your problem. Oh, tell me. You just get a little um, cassette player Mm-hmm. And you, you insert the cassette, and right. then you close the lid, uh-huh. and then you push the record button and play and at play the, at the same, same, time. Time. same time. Yeah, and then and then all your problems are taken care of. It works just yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a cassette, not a reel-to-reel or an 8 uh, No, no, let's do a cassette. Cassettes. I mean, you, you could go old school on that, but I um, like I'm... Think I'm dating myself? That's fantastic! No, no, you're dating me because we are married. Just in case the cat's not out of the bag on that yet, folks. Bev and I are married. She's my lovely wife. Glad to have you here, Bev. Thanks for playing and uh, participating. Speaking of participating, a great way to participate with the show is to join us on our social media. We're on Instagram and we're on Facebook, and uh, we like to do things. So check things out um, because uh, it's just it's fun. To be involved with it. Uh, Another way that you can be involved with the show is by using the word of the week. And the word of the week this week is a great word that I I got again. I'm I'm pretty sure I got it from one of my British podcasts, but it sounds... You say that every week. Yeah, I know. I listen to a lot of British podcasts, (laughs) Uh, but it sounds very British to me. And the word is cromulent, and it it means that it's acceptable or adequate. Uh, Like this show is perfectly cromulent way to spend your day. Uh, because it's adequate and acceptable. Not necessarily wonderful, but definitely uh, adequate and acceptable. So if you can use cromulent in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 points. All I could hear in that was crumpet. Oh, pip-pip tea and crumpets. Uh, Love me a crumpet. That would be fantastic. Uh, Another great way to get involved with the show is to get involved with Messed Up Ministries by becoming one of our rebuilders in the Nehemiah Project. We're trying to rebuild the rest of the walls in this uh, building where we're recording right now to make it into a great place to do prison ministry, to work with families of incarcerated people, their kids, 
to give them opportunities to have some job training and just really get a, a leg up and have a fertile garden for when those people come home from incarceration, they'll have a great place where they can grow. So we're trying to make this building uh, that way. And uh, we need your funds to do that. Uh, it's going to take uh, a lot of uh, finances to make this happen. Oh, wow. Listen to this. We get to hear some sirens. Yeah. Um, and uh, the best way to do that is to become uh, one of our text to give supporters. And you can text the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA. That's 925-5722. And that will get you to our text to give platform. And you can give to us um, on a monthly basis to help support the ministry, keep things going. Also helps provide uh, gas money for missionaries to go into the prisons here in California. So um, more of that wall CA kind of thing. So we really, really appreciate all of our givers. Uh, if you haven't switched over to text to give from our Patreon platform, uh, we're going to ask you to please consider doing that because it does make it a lot easier for the bookkeeping to have people on the text to give. So uh, I believe that's most of my upfront mumbo jumbo. Uh, Bevy, do, is there anything that you think I might have forgotten? I don't know, but I like the mumbo. <sighs> nice. Mumbo jumbo. That was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was really good. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we're going to jump in to our show here with a topic that Bev and I were discussing. And as we drive, Bev likes to read to me. And we were going to the prison just this weekend. And Bev was reading a book. We're reading a book uh, called The Men We Need by Brant Hansen. And in it, he said something. And I, I, had, I jotted it down as I'm driving. So this is not a direct quote from the book, but it's, it's really a close quote. And I have to give him the credit for it because this is where I stole it from. But it says it's easier to go around the world than across the street when we talk about doing ministry. Sometimes, oftentimes, maybe all the time, it is so easy for me to want to go into the prison and minister to people I don't know or go to a foreign country or a different continent to go and minister to strangers and I can feel completely free to do that. Yet, to talk to my mother about Christ, to talk to our kids, or maybe, you know, uh, a neighbor, I'm a little bit more hesitant. What do you think about that, Bev? How did, how did that strike you when you read that in the book? I think it uh, pokes on my codependency a little bit because I think that the reason why I would be more willing to go to the other side of the world is because I can still remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is that I'm not going to be bumping into those people every day. Yeah. yeah and um, that makes me feel way, way too proud, way, it's, way too. There's a big risk, I think, involved with talking to the people we know. Yes. Because there's an awkward thing. If, if I go to a stranger in, uh, let's say I, I travel to Burkina Faso in Africa. And I go and I say, I'm going to share Christ with you. And they're like, you know what? Thank you. Go away. Well, I'll say thank you and I'll go away. And that's the end of it. I go to my neighbor and I'm like, hey, you know what, neighbor? I'd like to talk to you about Christ. And they're like, you know what? Uh, I really hate that Jesus guy. And I can't stand the fact that you're here doing that. Now I'm there every time I'm out mowing the lawn. Yeah, like that happens. Or I, uh, <laughs> I pull up in my car which does actually happen. Or, you know, we go out and we meet taking the trash out at night or something like that. Now there's this, this awkwardness, maybe at the community mailbox. And 
I have this feeling of like, I don't want to be offensive to the people that I'm going to see repeatedly. Um, it's kind of like we're much more apt to honk our horn and make hand gestures on a highway than we are in the store uh, where we have to deal with the person. We have to listen to their retort. Yeah, I'm amazed at how um, uh, da, 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 addicted I am to comfort um, mm. because wow. if I if I say something to my neighbor, I sort of know them. I mean, I say hi to them all the time across the street or whatever. But now, uh, if it's met with rejection, it, it it's not going to be as comfortable for me and. Um, the hurt is going to go a little deeper into my heart than if somebody on the other side of the world rejects me. Um, and I I don't want to put myself out there. But the, I mean, I'm even listening to myself talking and realizing all the reasons why I can poke holes through this. But uh, to be honest with you, my first thought was that, though. Like, I don't, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't, want to, uh, I don't want to open myself up and have my heart get hurt. Right. Or, or give me a reason to be bitter or angry at them. That maybe now I'll start rejecting them because they rejected my Jesus. Yeah. I well, I, I hadn't even thought about that part as, you know, just my own personal rejection. But, yeah, now they've rejected Jesus and, and, and called what I believe, you know, a lie or a mm-hmm. fallacy or, or a waste of time. Foolishness. Mm-hmm. Now how do I treat them? Do I still treat them with love? Do I still act with kindness toward them, that puts a whole lot on me uh-huh. that I might not want to deal with. And, and when I say I might not want to deal with, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to deal with those things. Okay, let's, let's just not try to pretty it up. I don't want to be uncomfortable and I don't want to think ill of my neighbors. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't like to have tension. I had so much tension in my life before uh, my incarceration and, and coming out, I just decided I wanted to be a lot more, you know, Corinthians 13. Um, yeah. Yeah. Here's the sad part about this. I was just thinking the reverse part of this. Like we have wonderful neighbors on the west side of our home who are Christians. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're listening, we love all you neighbors. Yes, we do. We love all of our neighbors. These are the longest yeah. and that we know the best. And they are Christian believers and we don't feel any of that. We, we would say hello to them, invite them over mm-hmm. to our home. We would go to their house. We would, we'll talk out in the front yard for an hour, even though we don't have the time, but we'll take the time. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, oh, man, I am really um, a surface person. I'm really, what, what's the word, thin-skinned or, you know, like, uh, I focus on the wrong things. It, it can be very easy to focus on different things. And I think that's one of the, the, you know, greatest weapons of the enemy is to get us focusing on the wrong things, to distract us. Yeah, because I'm not being salt and light in that. Right. I'm not. Right. Right. We're yeah. being pepper and dark. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and that's, not, that's not what we're called uh, to be. Um, and, and one of the ways we get around this is, I'm going to jump to our, our song of the week, a song by Jeremy Kemp. Uh, this is a song called Give Me Jesus. And when I have some Jesus in my life, things go a lot better. So we're going to give you about 90 seconds here of Jeremy Kemp. The song is called Give Me Jesus. So hopefully it uh, means something to you and you like it. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and to talk more about this idea of going across the street and saying howdy from Jesus. Here's Jeremy Kemp with Give Me Jesus. Give me Jesus. 
Uh, you sent me the song. I was, I was listening to the song with Bev. And I said, "I'm not sure who sent me the song." And Bev said, "I did." <laughs> so, um, first of all, why? Well, first, let me say that uh, we were listening to this song during the break. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, I didn't want you to turn it off because I just I love the harmonies in this song. Um, this is a pretty repetitive and pretty simple song, mm-hmm. but what I realized as I was listening to it that it it runs the gamut and encompasses my entire life. Everything from the morning when the sun comes up till the day I have my last breath that the most important thing in my life needs to be Jesus. And um, if I have that, I have everything. And so, I mean, it covers, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. That simple. Having Jesus is the... It's the answer to every question. It's a solution to every need and every problem. It's the companion that doesn't ever leave. Um, it is the joy in the midst of the trial. It's everything. Yeah, and I think about the fact that it is, uh, like you said, this is a very basic, simple song. It's not complex. The idea is not complex. Uh, it's not asking a lot. It's just, you know. Whatever's happening, give me Jesus. And, and it says, you can have all this world, just give me Jesus. And that's great. I I can't find fault with that. I can't say, you know what? He's wrong because it would be better if we had this instead of Jesus. I, that's just not what's happening. But what I find happens is just like walking across the street to talk to my neighbor about Jesus. I get in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The world gets in the way. The things that I want, mm-hmm. my pride, my want bone gets uh, that that want muscle is very strong with me and it gets in the way of what I need to do what I know would be better for me to do what I should be doing I wind up doing something different because it's what I want and that's where I have to be cautious that's where I have to try to lean more into this and and keep it in front of me you know that I've been working on my Hawaiian with Duolingo, and the more I work on it, the better I get at it, 
But when I put it down, I start to forget. You know, I used to be working on Hawaiian and Spanish, and I put the Spanish down, and, and now, by golly, I don't remember as much of the Spanish. See. Sí. <laughs> um, no, here. Um, and it's, uh, that's the way I need to be with, with my walk, with my faith, with Jesus. Here, here's something that I find interesting. His words, like I say, are very simple, but it keeps repeating, give me Jesus. I don't have to have somebody give me Jesus anymore. I have Jesus. Ever. So I should be singing, I have Jesus. Yeah. Instead of give me Jesus because he's he's already present in my life. And um, I would imagine, you know, when we were getting ready to do this podcast today, uh, you were having a little bit of trouble with the computer and having it fire up. And, and so you were apologizing to me for making me wait. And, and I said, yeah, no problem. You wait on me all the time. And then I realized that Jesus waits on me all the time. He's he's probably just sitting, you know, waiting to hear me talk to him and wondering, when is she going to check in with me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and just to give a um, a, 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 a preview, a quick snippet, a, a little peek into the book that I'm working on right now. I, I was just writing this today. Um, and it says, uh, the forgiveness offered through Christ is a universal gift. There are very few rules and exceptions. We all have access. We just need to claim the gift. I suppose it all comes down to which one of those thieves on the cross that I want to be. Which gift mm-hmm. will I accept? It seems so obvious when I look at it from a different distance but in the moment, I might make some strange choices. And I do make some strange choices when it comes. And all it is is just accepting Christ, just mm-hmm. accepting the gift that he gives. Mm-hmm. No hoops to jump through, no fanfare, not, none of that stuff. Um, yeah, one of the things that Brant Hansen says in that book at a, a later time is something to the effect of how... Uh, when things don't go the way that we want them to, or if we're not having success, that we spend our time running to things that we know we'll have instant success with. And um, things that will, like for him, he was talking about going back to video games uh, mm-hmm. because he knows he can conquer that. Right. Um, and so I, I am pretty sure that I do the very same thing. And in like conjunction with this topic today, I know that, um, no, well, I don't know that I'll be successful if I'm on the other side of the world, but there's benefits to that that I won't get from going across the street. And there just is that outside chance that maybe it won't be successful. And, and I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with going back to what you know. No, you no. Know, it's a good strategy. It's what no. I would tell kids you know, in math. If you're trying to figure out something complex, back it down to something simple and run something simple through your equation and see if it's working the way you think. And we can do that, but but we've got to go back. And, and the thing with with our salvation is it is. That's the simple thing. Yes, it that's, is. That's the simplest terms. Accept Christ as your Savior, period. When I have been, I can see this now because I'm getting old enough that I can look back. I can see that when I'm miserable, mm-hmm. when I'm depressed, when I'm um, thinking, woe is me, feeling sorry for myself, there's always, always an opportunity 
for me to stop for a minute, take a deep breath, and think, this is easy. All I have to do is cling to Jesus. Take, take this problem or whatever it is that I'm struggling with and place it in his hands. And so that, again, we've talked about this a million times on this show. Well, maybe not a million, but how our pride gets in the way. Because mm-hmm. it, the simple thing is, uh, well, I remember being a little kid and having a problem with, uh, let's say, I was having a problem with the vocabulary uh, test that I was going to be having in the coming, coming days. And I couldn't get one of the words or whatever. My mom would just come in immediately when I mentioned that to her um, and work with me on that until I got it. And all it took was just me asking her. Yeah. And same way with Jesus. He's just waiting right there. And and there, there's just a mountain um, of evidence. It's like that song we sing, I see the evidence all over my life. There's just mountains and mountains of evidence of how much God loves us, how much he never lets us down, um, how he's right there. Mm-hmm. And I just don't take it. I, th- I think about... Uh, Christmas mornings as a child and the gifts were right there. <laughs> My parents were, you know, in our house, we had a, a living room with the, the, the Christmas tree in it. So if, if you imagine standing at my front door and you just look ahead and then over to the left a little bit, you're in the living room and, and there's the Christmas tree and behind <laughs> the Christmas tree is a wall. And that's my parents' bedroom wall. So on the other side of that Christmas tree, probably less than 15 feet away from the tree is my parents. They're right there. And my brother and I would sit there, but we couldn't get to those presents until those people got up and came and were That's just right. so excited. Like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. But we knew that if we woke up, Dad, he'd be a little grumpy, so we weren't going to get the gifts. So we had to wait for it to happen. And I just pictured Jesus just be like, come on, Paul, mm-hmm. wake up. Let's, yes. let's get to all this good stuff that's yes. right here. Just come and get it. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm just like, Walking through and like, hey, you want to open gifts? No, I'd rather go outside and step in some dog poo. You know, I'm just not. It's I don't want your simple, awesome stuff. I want to go make life difficult. Yeah. You know, let's go run yeah. a marathon first. And 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 he does it with so much love and patience. Yeah. yeah. Every day is Christmas. Yes. And uh, yeah. and there's uh, he he's got a huge budget. There's no end to the gifts. There's no end to the blessings. There's no end to the joy that he wants to bring into our lives and that he chooses yeah. to bring into our lives. Well, you know, going back to the the subject that we're talking about here of going around the world versus going across the street, um, I guess I'm just maybe reaching for um, reasons to say that I'm, we're talking about this today. But going around the world... There's going to be a language barrier. Mm-hmm. And um, so I can just I can just act a certain way and hope that they'll pick it up, you know, that I'm a Christian. And I don't want to have to act that way when I'm home. I don't want to be acting like—maybe I don't always want to be acting like a Christian when I'm out in the front yard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're they looking out their front window, and they're watching me all the time. I guess what I'm saying is around the world, I can fake it for a little while. But across the street, they're seeing the everyday me. I I, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I just thought about that. Um, so it means I have to be consistent because tomorrow they'll see me. 
and the next day they'll see me, and the next day they'll see me, and I still have to be consistent with my walk. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think about some advice that we've probably all heard. Um, it um, was supposedly said to St. Augustine when they were asking if they should fast on Saturday, um, like the Romans did, um, and and not do the way that they did in Milan. And, and uh, he said, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Mm. And um, when I go to a foreign country, I need to act the way they, I need to, you know, um, acclimate myself a little bit and I need to assimilate a little bit into what's going on. But when I'm home, I'm already in Rome and I'm yeah. already a Roman, but I still do things a little bit differently. And the closer I get to home, the less willing I am to adapt, to fit your style. I want you to now, you're closer to my home, so you start fitting my style, mm. even if you're my neighbor. Yeah, that, hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm regretting that I even brought that point up because it doesn't make sense in my head now when I'm thinking about it. But I, I do want to say that there's a very good chance that if my neighbor says yes and accepts my Jesus, now it's going to, it may, it may mean I will need to disciple them. Yeah. You know? Well, I, 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 I was just thinking about, you know, the people who we've talked to and who have said yes. Could you just briefly tell the folks about the conversation you had with the lady in church the other day um, um, about, you know, what she said about you? Oh, oh. <laughs> I hate to have to tell stories like this because it's so hard for me to talk about me. But it Let's, is. Why don't you tell the same story but put in uh, <laughs> uh, your friend Veb. Yeah, in yeah, here. Veb instead of Bev. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it is all for the glory of God. So, um, I often struggle with whether my life has a lot of meaning to other people, whether I'm really carrying, uh, Jesus around in my life. And so I am part of the prayer team at our church. And there was a lady down uh, who had gone to the front for prayer and so at first, I didn't even really recognize who she was. But when I got down there, I soon realized that it was a lady who I had had all, well, I think two of her three sons in my classroom in first grade. And so I'm praying with her, and suddenly she just turns around and just out of the clear blue sky, she puts her hands on my shoulder, and she starts thanking God right there for what God has done in their lives, in her life, in her boy's life, uh, since they met me and how her words were, thank you, God, because we would not be where we are today with you if it were not for this lady, uh, not in my life, not in my son's lives. And I was just floored. I was just completely floored, and I was a little embarrassed, and then I realized, wait a minute, Lord, this is a gift. This is a gift from a friend, and um, she's not making this up at this point. Why would she be turning it into a prayer if she didn't mean it? So yeah. it was super and, and that's humbling. that's what, what we would hope to hear by sharing, you know, 
we don't want to go and make the walk across the street mm-hmm. and brave the traffic and play, mm-hmm. you know, neighborhood frogger to have <laughs> them say, you know what, uh, your God is for the birds. Yeah, uh, my uh, actually, when we started um, talking about this subject today, before we started the podcast, I was thinking, what does this have to do with me? And now I find it's incredibly convicting. Mm. Um, I do. I just realize so much when I get into God's Word, when I'm praying, when we talk about these kinds of things that happen in the Christian walk. I feel convicted um, because it's my life is can be so self-centered. Yeah, and it's it's tough too because I, when something happens to me, you are at the top of the list of the people I want to tell. <laughs> when something's exciting or awesome or scary or whatever, yeah. If I've got news or story to tell. You're the one I want to tell. Yeah. And Jesus is pretty good news, I yeah, think. You yeah. Know? He's, uh, he's not cromulent. Jesus is not cromulent. He's awesome. And so I should want to share that with my people. I should want my people to do it. But I, I, I suppose I come into it with preconceived notions. I think I, I, I will tell the story of what they're going to say based on all the past uh, interactions we've had about whatever so it can be easy for me to write the story before mm-hmm. it happens. And um, I guess it's just we – I need to get over myself. I yeah. need to put my pride down. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying too. I, I do believe too though that um, my image of Jesus is often the – well, we were talking about this yesterday when we were at the prison. We were looking at a painting, that famous painting of – of Jesus, and I, I don't know who painted it, but I'm sure you probably know the one picture of Jesus and how you view him. Sometimes, sort of black and white, and he's looking to the left. Yeah, I uh, I sort of view Jesus as uh, like a a one dimensional person, you know, like flat out of the pages of the Bible. You know, I don't I don't always see him as the real living, breathing Jesus that walked the earth. And the reason why I bring this up is because I would have no qualms at all of telling my neighbor across the street, I am a teacher. I was a classroom teacher. Then why do I have a problem saying I am a Christ believer? I'm a Christ follower. Why does that make, why do I draw that line of distinction where I will share one thing and I'm so proud of it. And why would I not be proud of that? And I'm a yeah. follower of Jesus. What is that? Why? I mean, I really do wonder, is it because my image of Jesus is that, you know, flat, off-the-page Jesus? Um, or like the painting up on the wall? Uh, do, I, do I really need to go back and dig deeper and uh, take him at his word that, this is who he is, and he's the answer to everybody's prayer. Yeah. And, and universal. Mm-hmm. I should be so happy to, to say to people, hey, I have a better way. Yeah. Yeah, and we do. We have the best way. Yes. The most awesome way. And uh, it doesn't cost you much except for changing your entire life. And um, it gets you the rest of forever. 
as a reward. So probably a pretty good bargain <laughs> as I look at it. It's, uh, yeah. you know, uh, better than better than Amazon Day in the middle of July. Um, well, so. One of the things, too, I think I need to realize is oftentimes my fear of walking across the street to a neighbor um, it usually doesn't happen that way in my life. Usually what happens is God often brings people to me. Yeah. So it might be that God is going to bring them across the street too. It's just that I need to be willing to do that if that's right. If that's what God tells me to do. Right, right. Yeah, if I'm just waiting for him to do that, I might be missing some opportunities. Right. It's not yeah. enough. Well, um, uh, good stuff here, Bev. Uh, I feel a little bit like Ross. Good stuff. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I, I like the idea of it, and I, I really want to encourage people to do neighborhood Frogger. Go across the yes. street, go next door, and talk to people. And and here's something that would be fun: uh, put some pictures on Instagram of you walking across the street to go to a neighbor's house, and uh, you can tag it with messed up or mess it up podcast. Uh, maybe put hashtag neighborhood Frogger, but uh, put mess it up podcast in there, and then we'll we'll see those. We we get all the things when we're when we're mentioned in it. Um, or just email it to me at bowtieguyatmessituppodcast.com. You can text it to me at 760-608-1942. I want to remind you real quick again about our text to give option, which is to text the word MUM, M-U-M, to 760-WALLS-CA, which is 925-5722. And that helps to support our missionaries and our mission here at Messed Up Ministries and at the Messed It Up Podcast. Uh, Bev, thank you so much for joining us. Listener, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to tell people to listen to the show. Put it on your Facebook, your whatever you do. Send it out in your morning blast to people and um, just share the show with people because I always love seeing new listeners come in. Um, it's been fun. Next week is Valentine's Day. Ooh. You got one week to shop. So make sure you're, uh, you're all shopped up for that and uh, taking care of the people who might want to have candy, flowers, or whatever. And uh, maybe you want to do a Valentine for us and uh, give us a Valentine's gift uh, with the text to give. So uh, who knows? We love all of you, and um, we love those people who are supporting us. And if you don't feel like doing it, show is always free. We're glad to bring it to you and have a little bit of boost in your life. So there's nothing left to do except for to say those magic words, that we will see you next time we mess it up. And this show turned out to not be a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.